This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Odds on Sports on the Fan with your host, John Jastrzemski, JJ After Dark. Let's roll, baby. It's 7.06 here on this Wednesday evening. Welcome in to Odds on Sports presented by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of WFAN. I hope everybody is enjoying their day. Beautiful 50-degree day. That felt like it was 75 degrees. If you were out and about in the big city, got the run in, feeling good, now ready to rock and roll and have some fun. Got a couple of plays in college basketball, might have one to share in the NBA. And we had a pretty solid Tuesday after what was a nightmarish Monday. I mean, our Monday was an out and out embarrassment. It happens. We would do for a whooping. We got a whooping. Thankfully, we backed a couple of teams that we felt good about yesterday. One being Villanova against St. John's. That game was never in doubt. We had a sweat out of push with Texas Lane 3 against the Kansas Jayhawks. Hey, with the way that game was going, I'll gladly take a push. And in our NBA plays, split with the two local games. Lost with Brooklyn. Still don't regret the logic of taking Sacramento with that reverse line moment. And we gave out Golden State yesterday, even though I was rooting against that particular pick, going against my big love in New York Knickerbockers. So now as we get ready for all the stuff that's coming up, NCAA tournament, all the NBA action, futures odds are up for the MVP and the Cy Young in Major League Baseball. And normally, I look at these particular wagers and in many ways, I kind of view them as like a lottery ticket. I've maybe placed about five of these wagers in my life. I think I hit on one Cy Young bet. I don't even remember who it was. But I was like thrilled I got him at like 15 to 1. I remember dancing, singing, screaming. that I finally hit a futures bet when it comes to an individual player. And my advice to anybody out there who's looking to get involved in the MVP of the Cy Young market Don't take the favorite because traditionally speaking, the favorite does not win the award. Unless the name is going to be Mike Trout and they're basically feeling sorry that they didn't give him an award, you know, last year. They got to basically make sure they got their quota of Mike Trout MVP awards, even though he's been on a terrible team. It's very tough to do. Now, it can be done because I'm at the Bodega Yankee Stadium a couple of years ago. And I ran into a gentleman who listens to the radio station, and he showed me 
documented. Quite the haul. Quite the wager. Christian Yelich in 2018 winning the MVP award at like 45 or 55 to 1. And the guy wasn't BSing me because he talked it up and then he showed me the ticket. And that was before Christian Yelich was truly Christian Yelich. Yeah, he was a nice player. He was a player on the up and up. Now you look at Christian Yelich, who's one of the household names in all baseball. Now, in case you're wondering about the American League MVP awards, Trout's the favorite, naturally. Basically at like uh, plus 275. That's a hard pass. No value there. I have my eyes circled. If there is one particular Yankee to get invested in, it is not DJ LeMayu. As much as I love him. It is not Gleyber Torres. I do not think he'll have the MVP numbers. Even though he's like 10th on this list at 25 to 1. Aaron Judge is the guy I would circle. Now, be mindful of the fact that a lot of these voters have an anti-Yankee bias. When it comes to giving Yankees awards. Go back to Hideki Matsui getting screwed out of Rookie of the Year. Go back to 2006 with Derek Jeter getting screwed out of the MVP. And even in 2019, Aaron Boone should have been AL Manager of the Year and didn't get the award. You're always going to have skepticism taking a Yankee because of that simple fact. But why is Judge third on this list? And why is Judge, to me, the Yankee to get invested in when it comes to you know playing a local player for the MVP? It's simple. If, and it is a monumental if, He's going to play a significant amount of games. He can just easily go out and dominate. In more ways than one. Power. On base. Defense. Throwing arm. Guy can do it all. Judge last year in the Fugazi 60-game season was basically the MVP first 20 or so games in. Now, it normally doesn't work that way. Usually, you know, you got to actually give three or four months of high-quality, high-caliber baseball before you're winning an MVP in order for that to, dare I say, happen. But he was on his way, got hurt. That was that. He was done. 12-1 to 1 is a decent flyer. Now, that would not be my number one pick, though, because I'm really looking for value with the MVP. If I'm going to take a stab and I'm going to roll the dice a little bit, I want a little better than 12-1. to 1. I think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be pretty darn good this year. And that's why I would circle two Toronto Blue Jays as potential MVP candidates this year. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who lost all that weight, and Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette is at 33-1. to 1. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is at 25-1. to 1. If the Blue Jays are hanging with the Yankees, they get into the postseason, and one of those guys is just a flat-out monster on offense... That's appealing to me. Very, very appealing. Now, in the National League, you don't have the clear-cut favorite like you do with Mike Trout. Mookie Betts is basically, you know, 13-2. Bellinger and Soto are at 15-2. So those are the three top guys right there. Tatis Jr. is at 8-1. Yelich is at 12-1. Acuna is at 10 to 1. Arenado is at 10 to 1. The new shiny toy for the Mets, Francisco Lindor, is at 12 to 1. In case you're wondering about the next Met on this list, 
It is Pete Alonzo at 33 to 1. Jeff McNeil is at 50 to 1. Conforto at 40 to 1 for those of you keeping score at home. The guys I'd look at in the National League from an MVP standpoint, I would have my eye on Arenado going to the St. Louis Cardinals, being a team that's good, not great. He puts up monster numbers. Plays gold glove caliber defense at third base. I could value a 10 to 1 with Nolan Arenado. Another guy to me that has good value for this award. And I don't particularly like him that much. Bryce Harper at 14 to 1. Because if the Philadelphia Phillies end up contending and they're in the mix and they're in the postseason, you got to figure Bryce Harper is going to have a monster season. He's won an MVP in the past. Those are two guys that I would have circled in the National League. Arenado at 10-1. Harper at 14-1. Because the Dodgers have too many dudes. The Braves have too many dudes. I like the team that might have one guy that could stand out on a playoff team. Because then you make the argument, well, if they didn't have so-and-so, would they be where they're at today? That's how I look at handicapping the MVP award. Now, Cy Young's a little different because the Cy Young, they don't care as much if the team is good. Cy Young, they're looking for the best pitcher. DeGrom, by the way, is the favorite in the National League. And Garrett Cole is second behind Lucas Giolito in the American League. I'll actually give you my Cy Young play that's coming up in a little bit. We have you covered in the NBA and in college hoops as far as picks go. And we'll welcome in our main man, Harry Gagnon from the Extra Points Podcast Network to help us break down this card. Welcome back to Odds on Sports presented by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook and to help us with the NBA card tonight, little college hoops and this buildup, this race to the NCAA tournament and this race to opening day. My main man from the Extra Points Podcast Network, card-carrying member of the Degenerate Trifecta, the great Harry Gagnon. What's happening, Harry? Good evening, Sal. JJ, what is going on, pal? How you doing, bud? Harry, I heard that our buddy cousin Sal invested in the Syracuse game on Monday night, and <laughs> that was not a good thing. I was texting him back and forth saying, you're getting into bed with me and Harry here. It's not ideal, bro. Just saying. No, not at all. He, he, he busted me. He, he let me know about it. Believe me, he was. Oh, I'm sure that he did. And listen, we could basically flush away our school's chances of getting the March Madness unless we get some sort of miracle. Um, curiously, though, going back to Sunday, Michigan with their win over Ohio State. Mm. Are you now ready to put Michigan in the group with Gonzaga and Baylor amongst the best of the best in the sport? You know what, JJ? I sort of am. I know last week when we were discussing this uh, game against Ohio State last Sunday, I told you, the game would go over. I, I said it would be around 145. It was 146, 147 on the total go over because of this Michigan team. They are just awesome offensively. Uh, I don't know how much you saw that game last Sunday, but I watched it from beginning to end. This freshman kid, Hunter Dickinson, unbelievable down low. Lefty shoots 64% from the field. Their top three scores shoot 48% or better. The team as a whole is over 50%. They average like 82 points a game. They're on a roll. I know they got Iowa tomorrow night. Uh, Michigan, though, 16-1. and one. I just think too much firepower, even against Garza. I think they get it done tomorrow against Iowa as well. Well, Harry, curiously, what do you think the look-ahead line to Iowa and Michigan would be? You know, Michigan being at home and winning that impressive game the way they did, 
uh, against Ohio State on Sunday in, on the road. You know, Iowa can put up points too. I'm looking at Michigan though. Still, um, with that 16 and one record, Iowa's had a couple slip ups. Uh, I'd probably make Michigan here minus six and a half. Sound good? I'll roll with six and a half. I, I was mean, thinking maybe, five and a half, a six high, and a half. Maybe, maybe Listen, not- Michigan is going to get the love going into this game. They will get the love going into this game after what they did against the Buckeyes. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, just just looking at this team from top to bottom. I mean. Uh, uh, Wagner is fantastic up from three-point range, too. This team just has plenty of weapons. They don't turn the ball over. And again, like I said, this kid down low, come t- tourney time, he's going to be a beast Dickinson down low for the Wolverines. Okay, Harry, give me a team outside of the top eight, let's say, that you think is about to take off, that you think is about to go on a run, and that's a team that maybe myself and many out there listening should get invested in over these next few weeks. Boy, that's a that's a good question. There's a there's a few teams out there. I mean, there's still a lot of COVID situations for some of these teams. And I know last night uh, Illinois had a little slip up uh, against Michigan State, but they had been on a roll. They're 16 and five. They're a fantastic team. They can score a, a lot of points. They rack them up. Uh, they have a guy, a kid on their team. Uh, his last name, you know, Cockburn, first center, has been fantastic. He's tough to defend down low. And uh, they also got. Uh, What's it, a, a, a Roy, a Roy, a Roy, um, uh, what's his name? JJ, uh, sorry. That's all right. Semantics, Harry. That's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get there. His, uh, his down, his outside shooting is fantastic. Danumu, that's his name. There that's you go. Close enough. You, yeah, listen, I put you on an everyday basis. Like. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> now, Harry, yeah, NBA wise, let's go yeah. to this game tonight. It's a biggie. The Lakers and the Utah Jazz. Have you been riding this wave with the Jazz? I know they lost outright to the Clippers the other night, but my goodness, in general this year, they have been a cover machine. They have been. I mean, they are unbelievable. I mean, I've got Rudy Gobert at Defensive Player of the Year at minus 155. You can lock that in. He is a guaranteed lock for 13 rebounds a game. He had 20 the other day, made the All-Star team. Uh, but still, overall, in this situation, I mean, it's been amazing what Utah's been doing. Don't get me wrong today, but, boy, the Lakers are getting nine points with LeBron James. I know they're hurting with no AD, no Schroeder playing, but, boy, plus nine. When do you get that? They're plus, I've seen, up to 345 on the money line um, so far tonight and today. So why not take a shot a little bit here? with LeBron James and the Lakers. I mean, it's just a regular season game. They've beaten the Jets actually three times in a row, plus nine and plus 345 on the money line. When you get that LeBron James, this, we, we never get this. Why not? Harry taking a stab with the Lakers tonight. And you're right. It's uncharted waters for a LeBron James team to be a nine-point underdog. You don't see that very often, especially coming off a year in which his team won the championship, but kind of speaks volumes to what Utah's doing. On the Eastern Conference, are you now ready to buy in, Harry, that Brooklyn's the team to beat in the East? Yeah, I am. I mean, again, like, you know, aside from any drama or whatever, they just know how to score. They score at will, J.J. I mean, last night, another 40-point quarter to open up the game, 42 points in the first quarter against the Kings. They they give up plenty of points. They give point easy baskets up down low. But they do a lot of cherry picking too, and they're down at the other end, and they get easy hoops. Harden's right, running this team perfectly the way a point guard should, and Kyrie is just shooting lights out. This team 
doesn't matter if they give up 115 tonight. They're putting up 125. And look what they just did on the West Coast. They've won seven in a row. And look what they just did on the West Coast against five. They went 5-0 and in the, uh, on that trip. They beat everybody in their path. They beat the Lakers handily, the Clippers handily, and, uh, and they came back from 24 down to beat the Suns. They're on a roll. They look fantastic. Okay, Harry, before we get you out of here, I know you will be dialed into the golf this weekend. You got a guy to watch? You got a guy to root for here over the next couple of days? Who would that be? Sure. You know what? Why not Victor Hovland? Plus 210, JJ. You can get him at top 10. 23 years old. Fourth in the FedEx uh, running right now. 14th ranked in the world. Won in Puerto Rico this week last year. Now he's playing with the big boys here. His last four tournaments, JJ. Last four tournaments. Fifth, second, 31st, and first. How about that? Let's go Victor Hovland. Plus 210 for top 10. I like that. Well, I just threw in a wager. We got a little family play action. I got him to finish 16 or better at even money. You got to feel good about that, Harry. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, even money. I just threw it in right now. Our friends (laughs) over at FanDuel Sportsbook offered it. I'm taking it. So we're rooting together this weekend. Harry. I like that, too. Oh, yeah, baby. Listen, the next time we have a conversation... Let's hope Syracuse is back on the bubble. We'll see what happens, okay? At least play tough. At least play tough. Come on. Thanks Show some pride. Now, Harry, what do you got to plug? I know you got something. Uh, we got uh, against all odds all the time. We got, now we're going uh, two, Tuesdays and Thursdays, going two times a week now, starting this week. So we'll have another show tomorrow. And my own site, bestbackcorner.com. I put up my NASCAR articles, which I like Denny Hamlin this week. I like Kyle Busch. So we'll see about that. And, uh, and also my golf, golf article as well. So thanks a lot, JJ. Thanks for Harry, pleasure's all mine. Enjoy your Wednesday night. You too, buddy. Thank there you. you have it. That's Harry Gagnon. Now it's time for our plays of the day, for better or worse. And I love my guy, Harry. I'm going heads up with him in the NBA. I like the Utah Jazz tonight. To me, there is a reason this line opened at six and a half, and now it is currently at eight and a half. I understand his point. Value with LeBron James, and I think he nailed it. You're going to play the Lakers tonight? Go take them on the money line. Our play in the NBA tonight will be Utah laying eight and a half. Now, in college basketball, I'm going to give you two games I like. And they have not tipped off yet. I thought about giving you Rutgers. Uh, I'm going to avoid that game. And I know there are some complications for anybody who's maybe looking to make a play in the New Jersey area because you cannot bet Seton Hall Rutgers games, which is, as we know, unfortunate. Two games I like tonight. I like Arkansas. They're at minus two right now, but we know the deal there. Buy them down in the money line. Minus 125 against Alabama. I think Arkansas is playing some really good basketball, and I think the pressure that they bring from a defensive standpoint ends up being the difference in the game. Arkansas money line against the top 10 team. And then I got Providence, who right now is plus one and a half, and I'm going to take the point and a half. I'm not going to get cute there. I don't get the love for Xavier. I don't think Xavier's that good. To me, Providence should be favored in this game. I'll take Providence plus one and a half. So I got the Jazz, Providence, Arkansas. That's our card for tonight. Boyle, do you have an NBA play for me? <clears throat> I do. I And I, I was talking to you about it before. I've been torn between the Heat tonight and the Thunder. Both of them are very close to Pickham's. Uh, but after talking with you about it and going through it, you know what? I, I can't go and not take the Thunder tonight. Playing the Spurs, 8 p.m. tip at home. The Spurs off the long COVID layoff. They haven't played since the 14th. And, you know, you look at that how you want. You think they're going to be fresh. You think they're not going to be fresh, whatever. All I know is 
They're missing four of their top seven scores. No DeRozan, no Rudy Gay, no Keldon Johnson, no Derek White, and LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be on a minutes restriction. You have all those factors into it. Give me the Thunder. You know, I don't care. The Thunder have been three and seven in their last 10. They've played a lot of good teams. They're playing well lately. Uh, it's only a reason he'll not playing for them. So in a, a depleted Spurs team who hasn't played in 10 days, give me the Thunder. I'll take it. All right, so you're rolling with Oklahoma City. I got Utah tonight in the NBA. And then we got the two college plays, Razorbacks and the Friars of Providence. Odds on sports presented by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 